Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. You can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. And Brandon is not with me today because it's uh, it's his finals, I think. Um, but we are going to have a great show because we have three other people here with me, and we're going to be doing a mock draft one by one by one. Um, the plan as of now is one round but you know we'll see how we go see how it how it is at the end um and we might just do two rounds but joining me today is alex katzen at alex katzen on twitter hi hi alex how are you he's been on the podcast a million times you you know who he is then making his second appearance but his first like real appearance because they really did, we did, like, uh, uh, the Senior Bowl thing, but, you know, it was all over the place. It's Josh Berg. You can find him on Twitter at JoshBerg0611. How's it going, guys? And then making his podcast debut is Tyler Haberski. You can find him on Twitter at Tyler Haberski. How are you? How are you, Tyler? Tyler? Tyler, are you, Tyler, are you okay? He's gone. He's dead. Oh, God. His mic, it still says that he's here. He's a big chillin'. Tyler. That's okay, I didn't, I didn't, that's okay, I didn't, I didn't like him anyway. He's a Panthers fan. He, he sure is. And he gets to pick for the Panthers. Oh, gross. Why is that allowed? I'm glad I don't pick for the Panthers because I always just pick Javon Kenlaw because I, I both want to see it happen and don't want to see it happen. Yeah, for sure. Tyler. Tyler. Oh, oh, Tyler. Tyler. Hello. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> hey, I'm back. I don't know what happened. All right, cool. Well, we have, of course, whenever you cut out, we were introducing you in the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited to be here. All right, cool. We can just start off back at there. You know, no cuts, but Tyler did just disappear for a million years. Um, so Tyler's here. He is a Panthers fan. Boo. Can we get a Can we get a boo for Tyler? Boo. Thank boo. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, so like I said, we're doing a mock draft, so we'll go ahead and get into it. I think we're all going kind of crazy because of the the quarantine, but who knows? I know I am going insane. I'm all over the place. Um, so first up, it's going to be Alex. He's on the clock with Cincinnati at number at number one. Wonder where he's going to go. Hmm. There are so many options here. Yeah, they There's could so go. Many. Like literally every eligible player. <laughs> I mean, uh, there are the most options here. Yeah, out of all of them. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow from LSU. Uh, kind of, Kind of the standard pick here. Very boring, but it's probably just correct unless there's going to be a trade, which I don't foresee happening. So, Joe Burrow it is. If you had to pick one team that is the most likely to trade up, who is it? Uh, Miami. Yeah. I mean, For that's sure. also very obvious, but <laughs> they have yeah. the most capital. It is, yeah, but like they they can outbid everyone else. Yeah, that's fair. So, it just makes the most sense. All right, and Josh, where are you going? Uh, another pretty boring pick here, but Washington gets the best player in the draft. 
and that's Chase Young out of Ohio State. I don't see a trade happening here either, but I think it's, you know, a possibility. Um Alright. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty simple. It's another the, the the beginning of this draft, even the next pick, is pretty set in stone, I think. And speaking of the next pick, Tyler, where are you going at three with the Lions? Yeah, you know, with the Lions, I mean, this is really like the first spot I'd be looking for a trade up, uh, maybe with Miami coming up to take two. But uh, we're going to sit here and take uh, Jeffrey Okuda just because, you know, Matt Patricia came in and you know, they're supposed to be good on defense, and that's not been the case. And it's kind of been in the Patricia Belichick um, way, just to have good man coverage corners, and that's exactly what uh, Jeffrey Okuda is. All right. And then that leads me with the Giants. I'm making the pick for um, for Brandon. I know Brandon really wants Isaiah Simmons, but after free agency, I don't see it happening here. Um, I am, however, going to go. Jedrick Wills. Offensive tackle one. Easy. For me, at least. This is the one where it's, it's, open, it's open to... It's more open to interpretation where this one's going to go. But I, I think Dedrick Wills is just the best tackle in this class, and they need offensive line help. So I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him OT one. Yep. Um, so now we swing back to me with the Miami Dolphins, their first pick of like 19 in the draft. Um, I'm gonna stick with Tua Tagovailoa here. Um, I know people have been saying, oh, maybe they'll take Justin Herbert because we can't get medicals on literally anybody because of coronavirus. But I think Miami is the one team that's been committed enough to the whole Tua thing for long enough that I feel like they're either comfortable with it at this point or we would have stopped hearing about it. So I'm going to stick with that. Um, I just, Again, I think it's just kind of correct. It's what's going to happen barring a trade-up. Even if they do trade-up, I feel like they'll still take Tua at 2, 3, whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's now that, pretty easy. Oh yeah, and I'm also gonna go with the quarterback here. I'm picking for uh, <laughs> Alex's favorite team, and I'm gonna go with Justin Herbert. Um, they seem to be sticking with Tyrod at least for the year. That allows Herbert to kind of sit and learn uh, in his rookie year, which I think he he needs. Um, they, I, th- I think they still need a franchise quarterback, and they're not gonna be picking this high. I don't think for many more years to come because they've got a really good roster, so might as well get the franchise guy while you still can. You know, and I see a lot of potential um, for Justin Herbert to learn a lot of things from Tyrod. You know, they don't. you look at the two, and they don't seem, like on paper, like the same quarterback, and they're not. But a lot of places where Tyrod is strong in, it's where Justin Herbert is, is weak in. So if you right. could, like, learn some of those tools, decision-making from Tyrod for a year... I'm so down, and it could be so awesome. Yeah, that's fine. Alex, how do you feel about it? <laughs> I've made my opinion known on this, but, you know, if it if it happens, then I'll root for the guy. You know, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that for now. <laughs> if you've listened to the podcast before, you know where Alex how Alex feels. Yeah, I'll save my more in-depth reaction for when it happens on actual draft day. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't really can't wait. You gotta record that. All right, you gotta record that. Well, we will. We will. We will for sure. Um, and then Tyler, that leads you to your favorite team, 
the Carolina Panthers. Where you yeah, so I'm lucky enough to uh, control my own team's fate here. And um, defense is kind of a mess right now. And with, um, you know, Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe um, leaving free agency, and then um, Luke Keekley, um, that surprise retirement in the offseason. And then uh, James Bradbury also left uh, to the Giants. So there's kind of holes everywhere. And so I think getting a player like Isaiah Simmons, the best defensive player on the board right now, you know, can kind of help that defense a little bit for now. And, you know, just the way he can affect every level of the defense, I think, will be um, appreciated in year one. And a fun fact, actually, the Panthers, uh, even though they're right there, they've never drafted a Clemson player. (laughs) Hey, well... Well, now's your chance to fix that, and uh, yeah. I really don't want it to happen as a Saints fan. <laughs> I really just that sounds awful. Like we just got rid of Keekley. Now you got to give us Isaiah yeah. Simmons. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. We'll see. Um, and that brings me to Arizona at eight. Oh man, this is another really easy pick for me. Um, it's not going to be they. They got a. Uh, they got the steal of the off season getting DeAndre Hopkins, and now they're going to add that up, and they're going to go with Mackay Becton. Hmm. Um, it's between Becton and Werfs here. Um, I'm just, I, just, I don't know why, I just feel like Becton is a more Arizona pick. For I don't sure. know why. Yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting to see um, if it does happen, just because I feel like the consensus that I've seen, at least that I've seen on Makai Becton, is that he's more of a run-blocking tackle, and so the fit in that Kingsbury offense would be very interesting. be one of the more intriguing things to see next year in the NFL. Yeah, I think I can kind of understand it, though, because just with the air raid and the the short pass sets, I think that'd be a good fit for Becton. Yeah, um... And I feel like Beckton has a lot of he does have a lot of a lot of room to grow in pass pro, but he's shown a lot of growth, and I think he has the tools to be a to be yeah, a good tackle for, sure. for a long time. Yeah, I agree. And that brings Alex to Jacksonville with their first pick of the draft. Back to me. Uh, I'm gonna go with Derek Brown here. Um, the Jaguars sold Calais Campbell to the Ravens for pennies on the dollar. Um, which leaves a pretty gaping hole on the interior of their defensive line now. I think Derek Brown is pretty pretty squarely uh, interior defensive lineman one for me. I know, Dylan, you like Javon Kinlaw a lot, um, but Brown is like in a separate tier to me, and I think that he's a natural fit on this Jaguars defense. Yeah, Brown is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's He's... Getting him at nine would definitely be a huge steal. Oh, for sure. It's it's about on par, maybe even better than Ed Oliver dropping to nine for the Bills. Yeah. Right. Um, but hey, it just happens. It's nothing against Derek Brown. That's just how the top of the draft grow goes. Yep. And then Josh goes to the Browns at ten. So I like what the Browns did bringing in Jack Conklin. I think they paid him a lot of money, but I still think they need another tackle. Um, my ideal fit for them would have been Mackay Becton, but he's gone at eight. So I'm going to go with Tristan Wirfs, who blew the entire world away with his combine performance. Um, I think they can play him at left tackle, and he can um, 
develop into Baker's blindside protector over the next few years. Yeah, so I guess that brings me to the uh, Jets pick at 11. And, um, you know, they were kind of always a spot where tackle was going. But here with, you know, Worth, uh, Beckton, and Wills off the board um, and them signing George Fan free agency, I think that need can kind of get put on the on the back shelf right now. And, um, you know, they lost Robbie, Anser- Robbie Anderson to the Panthers um, in free agency. And, you know, they've really just given Sam Darnold nothing to work with. So, I'm going to give them my wide receiver one, Jerry Judy. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and that brings me to the Raiders. Um, I like either of the wide receivers left here, C.D. Lamb and Henry Ruggs. But um, my wide receiver one is still on the board, and that's C.D. Lamb, and I'm going to send him to Las Vegas. My top three is super, super close for these wide receivers, though. As the day goes, as the days go by, though, I like Ruggs more and more. I'd probably go, I'd probably go Lamb, Ruggs, Judy if I had to give an answer right now. Judy, Ruggs, Lamb for me. I, I love, I love, I love Henry Ruggs. It's, it's not, it's insane. Now, well, see, I have, I have Judy, Lamb, Ruggs, and that's, that's the what exact order you're gonna go in this draft because I'm gonna give. Henry Ruggs to the Niners. Um, I think that's the uh, kind of dynamic presence that they, they're looking for at wide receiver. Um, I think him and Debo Samuel would be an absolutely mind-blowing offense. Just, you know, you can give them the ball literally anywhere on the field and they'll just destroy you. Um, I think that would be really fun to watch. San Francisco's big need is receiver, and they'd probably, they'd probably prefer that one of those top two guys falls to them. But... In this situation, I think they'll, they're will they more than happy with Ruggs as a consolation prize. All right, so that brings me to the Tampa Bay Bucks, who signed Tom Brady. So quarterback I don't think is, you know, first on their list of needs. Um, I'm going to go with Andrew Thomas here. Um, I don't Good love pick. their their tackles on the outside. DeMar Dotson's pretty solid. Donovan Smith's okay, but I think that's Thomas is, like, the one guy that I like have the most confidence plugging and playing at left tackle. Um, he's played it, you know, the last three years in college started. So he was like the consensus offensive tackle one coming into the year. And then obviously Jedrick Wills rose up boards and now we got Mekhi Becton. I feel like he's just kind of been over-evaluated a little bit and he's still one of the premier players in this draft. Yeah. So for me at um, 15 with the Broncos pick, um, you know, it really sucked to see all three receivers go off the board before them, but I think with uh, San Francisco training up now in front of them, it's going to be tough for them maybe to um, end up with one of the three. So um, after Chris Harris's departure, um, we want C.J. Henderson there, and um, even though he's not my uh, CB2, um, it sounds like the league is going to really like him a lot. Um, so I think um, that's a good fit for Denver at 15. And AJ Boy and CJ Henderson would be disgusting. <laughs> That'd yeah. be a Come great duo. Man. Great duo. They're gonna need a great duo in that division. Oh, oh yeah. Stand right now. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and that leads me to the Atlanta Falcons, which are my least favorite team in the league. So it pains me to do this, but I'm going to give them Javon Kinlaw. You're. F- 
second, fa- I think second favorite player in this draft, one of your least favorite team. One of the players, of course, being Josh Kelly. <laughs> yes, personally favorite player on the field wise, maybe not, but I love Javon Kinlaw as a person and as a as a as a player, and he is uh, he's just absolutely dominant. Um, and I would hate I I they're either getting Chase on or Kinlaw here. I think if this if this is how the order goes, and I uh, I'd hate to see either of them go there. Yeah. I I literally just can't bring myself to to say the words chase on to. So that brings it back around to me with the Dallas Cowboys at seventeen, and um, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, they're out of secondary players. Uh, Byron Jones <laughs> went to the Dolphins for the most money for a corner in league history which means the Dolphins are now paying their two corners the two biggest contracts in league history for corners. Uh, so I'm going to go Christian Fulton here from LSU. Um, having Shadobi Awuzie as your corner one is pro- going into the season is probably less than ideal. Um, and I think they could go Fulton or like a Xavier McKinney here for safety help, but I just I like Fulton better. Um, I think Fulton's really... I think he's refined in press man coverage, and I think he's going to excel in that sort of scheme. And I, I see the fit with Dallas working out pretty well. Yeah. I, uh, this is one of the, ben- the benefits of... to be talked about more. Yeah. One of the benefits of... Uh, wait, never mind. I'm going insane. Yeah, Fulton <laughs> is... Uh, yeah, sorry. I was... Thinking of something else. Yeah, Fulton is uh, a great cornerback that I was not completely sold on going into this season as an LSU fan. And uh, he gave me everything I wanted to see, and I loved it this season. And, again, another team I hate getting a good player I like. I hate the draft. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. At least I'll see him twice. At least I'll see uh, Kinlaw twice a year. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Josh, you get to go with the second of three picks for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and we went to a pick uh, five. I'm going to go with a best player available strategy here because their needs are kind of wide open. And um, I know they spent money on bringing in Shaq Lawson uh, off the edge and Emmanuel Agla, but Caleb on Chason is just too good of a player for me to pass up on here at 18. Um, so they will find ways to use him. I love Caleb on Chase Hall. <laughs> That's another player I love. I love a lot of players in this draft. Yeah, so for me here at uh, pick 19 with the Raiders, uh, they went uh, with Lamb at uh, pick 12, and that kind of just solidifies the huge need for them at receiver. And so on the other side of the ball, we're going to go with Jeff Gladney here. Um, you know, he kind of fits in that culture that uh, Mayock and Gruden are going for. With um, You know, he's tough as nails. He's great in man coverage. Um so twitched up, great feet, and um, I think he'd just be a great fit there with the full culture that they established last year. I am very upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know Josh wants Gladney for the Vikings real bad, but it doesn't look like he's going to make it there. Nope. I think every mock has had him before twenty-two these days, which yep. I personally feel is correct. I do too. So that brings me to the Jacksonville Jaguars at twenty. Um, there are a lot of places they could go here, um, but I am going to give them Xavier McKinney. 
I think. Good pick. Good pick. That's what I would have yeah. done. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of places they could go. I could see them grabbing uh, Justin Jefferson. I could see them going, yeah, like a lot of places. Um, but I, I think I think I think McKinney to uh, to to Jacksonville makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. That brings it back to me with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and again, speaking about an NFC T, NFC East team, I don't know if you guys have heard, but the Eagles uh, ran out of wide receivers around the same time the Cowboys ran out of corners. Um, and they need someone that can run fast. Luckily, Justin Jefferson is both a receiver and someone that can run fast. Um, I really like this fit, actually. This is one that I've had for a while now. Um, just someone who I think is going to immediately take over that wide receiver one role in Philly, um, really boost that offense up so that Zach Ertz isn't getting double teamed down the seam every play. What a great time to be a, a team that needs a wide receiver. There's so many good ones, Honestly. man. And next year's class is also insane. Rondale Moore, baby. Josh? Oh, Josh. oh Josh, you get to me. Vikings. The, this, is the, this is the pick that they get from Stefan Diggs. Yes, this is the pick that we got from Buffalo in sending uh, Diggs away. And my two targets were Jeff Gladney and Justin Jefferson, both obviously off the board. Um, <laughs> I don't love the corners that are there on the board, at least value-wise, at 22. Um, so I'm going to go with a player that I've kind of had plugged in play um, for the Vikings. That's Josh Jones, tackle out of Houston. Um, I think Riley Reef is still a cut candidate. Um, he's If we cut him now, we save, I think, like 8 mil in cap or something like that, and he only got like 2 mil or something So you should like that definitely in cut dead, him. In dead money. So he's, he's gone, and uh, I think Josh Jones can – be a left or right tackle, and whether the Vikings want to move Brian O'Neill to left tackle or just groom Josh Jones over there, I think um, the offensive line is atrocious over there in Minnesota, so just adding pieces and adding talent to protect Kirk and get lanes open for Dalvin Cook should be one of their top priorities. All right, and Tyler, that gives you the opportunity to make the first post-Tom Brady uh, New England Patriots pick. Yeah, so this is a tough pick here, and I think the popular pick right here would be to take Jordan Love, uh, quarterback, but um, I'm actually going to go with Denzel Mims, um, wide receiver Baylor. Um, I feel like it was a huge issue in New England last year with the receiving corps, and that kind of led to uh, Brady leaving, and they just need to figure it out. So I think bringing in Mims and kind of just waiting a year on quarterback uh, would be the better uh, option because, I mean, especially in this scenario, like, Rarely in the NFL draft do we see a team just kind of stay put and um, a quarterback falls to them. Even though I know I know we saw it two times last year with Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins, but I think I don't. I just can't really see uh, Belichick. You know, I don't think Jordan loves the guy, so I'm going to go with Mims here. And I this was not planned, but I do get to make the Saints pick. Um, oh, it wasn't planned. Really. It, it, it was not. I just I just hey, wrote down the everyone order. press X to doubt in the comments. Oh my god, I did I did not I don't like I would have rather someone else did make the get the picks for their favorite team except Alex. Yeah, this is, every everyone has gotten a pick for their favorite team except me. This Alex, you get to make the second upset. round pick. That's only if we get to the second round. I think we will. Okay. Um, what else is anyone doing? 
yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have time to listen to a, a 30 more minutes. Um, um, plus, it's, it's fun. Why not? So here, the Saints were eyeing wide receiver for a long time. And lo and behold, we got Emmanuel Sanders in free agency. Which, there, I love that. I love that. Love that so much. Um, so they honestly could go wide receiver again if they just felt like it. Because... They're set in a lot of places, but uh, the other options would be going interior offensive line, um, which I could still see them doing. They gave Pete a huge contract, but uh, they are not sold on Warford, I heard. Um, But I think Warford's good enough to where they can go their biggest need, which is linebacker. And then that leaves us with Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen. Um... And I'm going to go Kenneth Murray here. Good pick. I think Kenneth Murray at 24 is such a steal. <laughs> yeah. He's such a good player. This draft is very top-heavy. Yeah. All right, Josh. What's the best way to end your life here with this pick? Don't do it to me, please. Uh, I'm not going to do what – I'm not going to do the one thing. Um, I think I'm going to go with, so the, the Vikings need a corner. I don't really love any of the corners that are left still. Um, they need a wide receiver. Again, I don't really feel super strongly about any of the guys left. I think I might just go for value here and take AJ Epinesa, the edge rusher out of Iowa. Hmm. Um, the Vikings have lost a couple pieces on that defensive line. Uh, Linval Joseph left, Everson Griffin left. And so adding someone who can kind of play both inside and outside in Epinesa, I think gives them a little bit of flexibility going forward opposite um, Daniil Hunter. And so, I don't know, I feel like the way that the board has fallen, I feel like that's the best value for the Vikings there. I am not complaining. All right, nice. All right, and then that I'm back with yeah, Miami. Back with Miami again, right? Twenty six. So they need offensive line, but I don't love any of the offensive tackles that are available. Um, Austin Jackson is my next one uh, on the board, and I don't love it. So I'm gonna go with DeAndre Swift, who's my running back one. I know a lot of the room is split on the running back class. I'm, I've seen uh, Dobbins at one, Clyde, Taylor, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Swift is mine, and I don't think there's a pure running back one in Miami right now. So it, it'll it take the pressure off of Tua. How dare you by getting a running the back. good name of Miles Gaskin, Josh? <laughs> so I think just getting <laughs> a... Yep, sorry. Sorry, Alex. Getting Swift in there, it'll give Tua more weapons um, on the offense. Alright, and that leads Tyler to Seattle. Yeah, so with uh, Jeremy Clowney still a free, being a free agent, um, no one really knows what's happening with that situation. I mean, it's been like two weeks and he hasn't came anywhere close to signing anywhere. Um, so, uh, Seattle has a big need at edge now, so I went with uh, Yatur Grossmatos here. Um, and, you know, I'm not as big on him, but um, 
there's just been some buzz that he's going to go really early in this draft. So I thought we'd take him off the board right here. And um, but honestly, who really knows what Seattle is going to do? I mean, these last few years have been so erratic with their first round picks with uh, LJ Collier and Rashad Penny. But uh, we'll go YGM here. Yeah, I can see it. Um, and that brings me to the Ravens at pick 28. And the Ravens are interesting because I feel like they just always go best player available. And they just seem to make it work. So now do they need a running back? No. But can they get one here that will add another level to their number one running team? I think they can. Um, and I think Patrick Queen is the other option here. Um, and that's not a bad pick at all. But I feel like they could get another good linebacker um, later in the draft. Um, so I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor, my running back one. I just want to make that offense as unfair as possible. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's not something that, uh, I don't know, it's just something that I'm seeing how I like it <laughs> in this draft. Um sure. Because I love Jonathan Taylor, and they don't need Jonathan Taylor. Um, but I feel like they draft a lot of best player available, and I have Jonathan Taylor as the best player available. And having an offense that consists of Lamar Jackson being able to run Mark Ingram and Jonathan Taylor, you never know what they're going to do. Just run the triple option at that point. <laughs> Honestly, <Yeah>. they might. <laughs> and they could, and it would be they on- disgusting. They, they certainly could. It'd be wild. So, so that brings I, it. I just like I like I like drafting out there sometimes, and that's one of the more out there picks. But it's I think it's a, sure. a great makes makes it makes it interesting, makes it fun. Because you know that you never know what's gonna happen. You never know what's gonna happen on draft night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. You know, like we, you know, you can make fun of it now, but something like that that people would have made fun of if they. If one of us made that pick a month out is going to happen on draft night and people are going to make fun of it yeah it happens all the time like yep. like daniel jones at six that would never yeah, happen daniel jones at six was a meme way before it even <laughs> happened and then here we were there we are all right and then alex that brings you to the titans at 29 yeah so uh the titans much like their afc south rivals the jaguars are a team that sold in my opinion, a very good defensive lineman for nothing. Um, in the Titans' case, they sent Jarrell Casey to the Broncos for a seventh rounder, which is a trade that makes me very upset to think about because I hate the Broncos more than anyone except the Raiders. Um, but because of that, I've, uh, the Titans have a hole on the interior uh, defensive line now. And so I'm going to go with my best player available at this point, but also an interior defensive lineman in Neville Gallimore, um, the interior defensive lineman from Oklahoma. While I haven't done his actual like tape study, I watched a lot of him live uh, covering the Big 12 for whole nine this year. And he's, in my opinion, the complete package you could want from an interior defensive lineman. Gets pressure on the interior, rushing the passer, stops the run well kind of just does everything well i think him and jeffrey simmons will be a formidable duo to deal with in the nfl for years to come i love neville gallimore i really like that pick that fit 
So I'm here with Green Bay at 30, and as a Vikings fan, I kind of just want to give them like my least ranked player on the board, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that because um, if Dylan has to give the Falcons Javon Kinlaw, then I at least have to try here with the Packers. Um, <laughs> we've been talking about for years how Aaron Rodgers needs like a second wide receiver. Um, Devontae Adams is obviously a top five receiver, and he's insane, but he needs someone opposite of him. And Alan Lazard, although he came into his own a little bit last year, I think he's more of a three than he is a two. So I'm going to go with LaVisca Chenault here. I think that the Packers just need to get a guy that can make plays. Um, And Chenault, you just get him the ball and get him into space, and he can make uh, electric plays happen. So I think that's where I'm going to go here. Good pick. Yeah, so that leaves me up here um, at 31 with the 49ers. And a few picks ago, Dylan made a splash by picking Jonathan Taylor as a, as kind of a not very expected pick. And I'm going to do the same here with the 49ers and take Lucas Niang. Um, <laughs> I think um, coming up to 13, I think tackle could be uh, a thought at any of their picks just because Joe Staley's getting up there in age. And I think um, Shanahan wants to you know, make a large window here for them to uh, win. And I think bring in Niang, who sounds like the league's going to like him a lot more than uh, draft Twitter does. So um, I'm going to go with Niang here at 31. Interesting. Interesting. Now we're really, we're really getting into fun territory now, boys. Dude, round two is my favorite round. <laughs> round yeah. two is a good time. <laughs> Round round, round two is the last pick, the first round. Yeah, and that brings me to the Mister Irrelevant of the first of day one, thirty two, the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl team. Um, they could go a couple places, um, and I've decided that I'm not going to draft Jalen Johnson today. I'm not going to really? do it. I would take him here. Interesting. Personally, I had my but mouse I want, hovering over the button. I did too. But I want to. I want to see if someone else. This is because I know I would take. I would take him in a heartbeat round one. But I want to see if someone else would take him somewhere, somewhere in round two. And I want to see where that would happen. So I'm not going to take him. I'm going to take my fourth cornerback. Fifth. Fifth cornerback. I think. Noah Igbenogany. All right. I'm going to send him. I like him. I like him in the first round, honestly. Um, I love Noah Igbenogany, dude. Uh, but I'm going to send him to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm down with that. Uh, I would hate it because I really like Noah Igbenogany and I hate the Chiefs. But uh, I can definitely see it, and I definitely think it would be a good fit. And, uh, yeah, it's a good pick. And now that brings us to round two. Alex Round starts two. it off with the Bengals again. Back with the Bengals. Um, so, the Bengals have Joe Burrow in this scenario. And they have a couple of his LSU teammates who I think would be good fits on that team. But I think the one that would be the best fit is the guy handing him the ball every play. And that's Lloyd Cushenberry third, the interior offensive lineman. Um I don't love the Bengals' center situation. Um, I'm pretty Billy sure their Price. starting center last year was <laughs> Billy Price, and then at, at points, you know, might have become Michael Jordan, not the Chicago Bull one. Um, he probably would have done so just think, as well. <laughs> yeah, and so I think 
an upgrade is an order anyway, but also just like that built-in chemistry that Cushenberry has with Joe Burrow will really help both of them come along, I think, and maybe get the Bengals uh, contending sooner than a little bit sooner than we all expect. All right, and that leads us to Josh taking the Colts. Their pick they got from Washington, and it's going to be their first pick of the draft because they traded 13 for Defoe. And the Colts brought in Phillip Rivers in free agency. Uh, They look to be in win-now mode um, going all in on this year, but I'm kind of making this pick for the future. Um, Not exactly my favorite prospect. I've kind of been pretty vocal about it, but I'm going to go Jordan Love for the Colts. Um, Rivers is getting up there in age, so even if they do think he can play for, you know, one, two, three more years, getting Love at 34 as a guy that you can have sit behind Rivers and put in when ready, um, I just think the, we've been mocking him, you know, at 13 to the Colts before, getting him at 34 I think would be a value for them. Yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming around at Jordan Love. I am not, but it's okay. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta rewatch it, but I'm, I'm with Josh as of right now. I don't hate. I don't absolutely hate him as much as I used to. I'm, I'm coming, coming around on him. I feel like that happens with a lot of guys, though. You know, you kind of just get used to him. Yeah, and then Tyler gets the Detroit Lions again at 35. Yeah, so after taking uh, Jeff Okuda to start the draft, uh, we're going to uh, add to that defense with Ross Blacklock here uh, from TCU on the uh, defensive line. You know, I think then you uh, get deeper on that defensive line, especially on the interior, which um, I know Patricia values and the interior pressure. Wow. With how good TCU players are in this draft, they were not good. <laughs> oh, man. Don't even get me started on how bad TCU was last year, dude. <laughs> oh man, it's upsetting. I feel like that's a team every really year. Do. I want to see do good, and then they just don't. <laughs> well, that freshman quarterback kind of really hurt them. Yeah. And thirty-six here. Um, I didn't go linebacker round one to the Giants, but here I definitely am. I'm going Patrick Queen uh, here at pick thirty-six yeah. at LSU. Yeah. It's kind of just BPA meets need. Really like it. There's an ambulance. Is there? Could hear that? Couldn't hear it. Yeah, no, it was very loud. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I like I like Patrick Queen to New York a lot. Um, I feel like there's a chance that he doesn't make it this long, but if he does, I think the Giants would be stupid not to take him. For sure. All right, I get to talk about my favorite team, the Los Angeles Chargers. Ooh, look at that. Um, who just unveiled a new a new logo and color scheme, um, much more subtle than their uh, new roommates, the Rams' new logo and color <laughs> scheme was. Um, yeah. I think, the, I think, I think uh, my bias is not showing if I say that the Chargers did much better with theirs than the Rams much, did with theirs. Much, much, much better. It's not um, even close. This is kind of an interesting spot for the Chargers because um, corner has been a need that we've talked about like all off season, but we signed Chris Harris Jr., which is kind of a 
stopgap solution on the outside. Um, you know, a trio of Chris Harris Jr., Casey Hayward, and Desmond King is pretty pretty lethal, at least in my mind. Um, and so that leads me to turn to the offensive tackle group, and I think I'm going to go with Austin Jackson here. There we go. Um, yep, knew that one was coming. Yeah, a player who I, I'm not necessarily super high on, but I think he could develop nicely. Um, our our new offensive line coach um, was the Packers offensive line coach for a number of years. Uh, we just signed Brian Bulaga to play right tackle. So I think Jackson would be more on the left side. Um, I think that's a role that he can thrive in given time. Um, and I think this is a pick that, like, Chargers fans will just have to be patient with him. You know, he might have a couple rough games, um, but I think he could develop nicely and become a franchise left tackle for sure. Chargers fans, do not fret. I love him. <laughs> I, lo- I, I mean, I, I was the, I was the, I was the Pac-12 guy out of here, and Jackson is was I think very easily my favorite Pac-12 tackle, offensive lineman. I think I loved Austin Jackson a lot, um, and uh, yeah, he's he's good. He's big. He's athletic. Strong. I think he has a, a lot of a lot of upside in the NFL. For sure. All right, Josh. So I'm on the clock here with the Panthers, and I'm looking at the board, and there's one player that's sticking out to me, and it also is in a position of need, um, and that's at the corner spot. I've been growing a lot on him over the past like week or two, where I've caught caught up on his film. Um, and he's kind of gotten a bad rap uh, based off one game. I'm going to go A.J. Terrell here, and it's not intentional that they're getting like both Simmons and Terrell from Clemson. Um, but I think, you know, I'm not, I don't love the Panthers' secondary outside of Dante Jackson. So I think Terrell is can be another boundary line quarter for them. Um, and now you've got really two really good athletic, versatile pieces on the defense in this draft so far for Carolina. Yeah, A.J. Terrell is... Uh, he got a bad rep for the championship game, but it was He's Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase in stride in college. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, there's, there's and really nothing you can do. Tyler, how do you feel about that pick as a, as a Panthers fan? Oh, I like it a lot. I mean, I'm pretty big on Terrell, actually, myself. And, I mean, he was solid all season and just was kind of quiet because he just locked uh, players down week after week. But that was kind of the same for the whole Clemson team until they kind of got to the playoffs because, I mean, they, they really didn't play anybody. But, um, I mean, I'll give them the pass against Chase. Yeah. Um, and, Tyler, that brings you to the Dolphins. Yeah, so, so far in this draft, the Dolphins have Tua, um, Chase on, and DeAndre Swift, three picks that I really like. And uh, so here I'm going to go with uh, Cesar Ruiz, uh interior offensive lineman from Michigan. Um, I think he can play center and guard. And they brought in Joe Thune, um for the Patriots, but um, I don't think he's like a solidified starter or anything at center. So, I, And if he is, I think Ruiz can play guard too. And um, that, that's my IOL one. So um, Dolphins are pretty happy to get him here at 39. Yeah, and that brings me to the um, to the Texans. Which, where, <laughs> this is their, 
man, this is their first oh, the pick. Texans. Oh, the Texans. Oh, Bill. I've heard that their their new their top priority in the draft is wide receiver. Um, Wonder why. Shockingly. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, so that leaves them the option of going Rager here, which I'm not going to do because I don't want to do that to Jalen Rager. <laughs> um, One bad situation to another for him. Yeah. Um, man, where do I want to go here? The Texans. Who do I, whose career do I want to ruin? Um, I'm going to go. Yikes. I'm not going to ruin anyone's career, but I am going to go Terrell Lewis here out of Alabama. Player I like a lot. They need an edge across from JJ Watt. Um, I feel like Terrell has not really began to play his best football yet, and I feel like he could do that at the next level. Um, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them Terrell Lewis. The other option here is Zach Pond, who I feel like is an edge player that some people could be thinking about waiting to go, but I'm just not <laughs> not a fan at all. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, and so that brings Alex to the Browns at 41. Yeah, this is this is a really interesting spot because generally I've just kind of penciled in Anton Winfield Jr. here. But with Grant Delpit on the board, I think that's the move. Uh, neither safety spot is really locked down for the Browns. Uh, their starters right now on ESPN are listed as Carl Joseph and Andrew Sandejo, which is uh, <laughs> not, not the best safety group. <laughs> not, 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 in by this year for agency. not the best. Um. Uh, Delpit is someone who we were talking about before 2019 as maybe one of the best safety prospects to come out in the last couple of years. And so to get him here at 41 is, you know, both a testament to the talent at the top of this draft, um, you know, because Delpit really didn't have that poor of a season. You know, you look at the numbers and you look at, he won the Jim Thorpe Award. Um, people have issues with his tackling, but like it might just be because he had shoulder surgery over the off season. No one is really sure. Um, but I think he could be a player who we might actually see fall to this spot because uh, again, we won't be able to kind of address any medical concerns with prospects. Uh, because of the circumstances that are going on in the world right now. And so I think Delpit is someone you could see fall to 41 just based off that. Can I talk a little on, on Grand Delpit? Um, of course. I am disgusted at how much he has fallen um, this year. He is a he's a dog. Um, he had a bunch of surgeries over the off season and like he has still had lingering injuries throughout the season and it's and it's nothing that's going to like impact his career but he was not going full speed most of the time because he didn't really need to yeah for sure um LSU was blowing out these games he and whenever he needed to turn it on he did um yeah. and whenever he was like on his game this year he was on his game and he looked as good as he used to but as an injured player who's leaving after this year, if your team's blowing them out, you're not gonna have to, you're not gonna want to go 100. percent You're not gonna have to go 100. percent right. um, And I don't blame Delpit for that. Um, he's a very good player, and getting him at 41 is an absolute steal. He's gonna be great in the NFL. Um, I just think he got a really bad rep. Yeah, I will say too, and I'm guilty of this as well. But I feel like a lot of people watch. 
2019 film, like my my process, I watch the the most recent year film that I can find. So like, if there's six games of 2019 film, I'll watch all six of them. And if there's only two games of 2019 film, then maybe I'll dip into 2018. But for guys as big as Delpit, there's enough film from 2019 where I don't go back and watch 2018. And I think a lot of people have done that. Go back so and watch this 2018 film. Yeah, and so that's what I was going to say. is If you go back and you watch 2018 Grant Delpit, I think you see the player that you're talking about, Dylan. Mm-hmm. But if you just watch, if you only watch 2019 Grant Delpit, I see why he's falling here to 41. I don't think he should necessarily, but the fact that he is in this mock draft where, you know, two of us are both saying, I don't feel like he should be here this long, uh, is just a testament to, like, how variable his stock is going to be. So he's going to be an interesting player to watch on draft day for sure. And that brings us to the Jaguars at 42. Yeah. So I'm looking at the board, and there's really one player that sticks out. Um, he's my best player available on the board right now, and it's also a position in need for the Jags. Um, we're going to keep stockpiling uh, pieces to replenish that defense that they've pretty much sold a lot of their players um, for almost nothing. I went Jalen Johnson here. Let's go. Um, I don't like the corner situation. They obviously don't have Boye and Ramsey anymore, so um, Johnson was one of the very few corners that I have true like confidence in to be a potential lockdown boundary corner so that's why i went him there at 42 for jacksonville obviously i'm a big fan of jalen johnson yeah i think that's a good one um that's a good fit for him yeah um and i feel like this is a realistic a realistic place for him to go in the draft um i'm just i'm just super high on him he's high on my board um i've been high on him since begin before the season started he looked awesome at the combine. Um, he looked awesome. He's and he looked awesome this year, being injured uh, the entire season. So get heal that heal his injury up, and uh, and you know I I love about him and his personality. He was hurt the entire year, yet he was the most physical cornerback in college football. Yeah, it was wild. Um. So I'm excited to see how he how he does in the NFL. And Tyler, that brings you to 43 with Chicago, their pick that they got from the Las Vegas Raiders. Where are you going? Yeah, so uh, we went with Damon Arnett here, another cornerback uh, from Ohio State. And, I mean, right now across from Kyle Fuller, they, it's looking like they're going to be starting Ari Burns, and that's just not a recipe for success. And I don't know about you guys, but um, I like – Damon Arnett a decent amount. I think this is like right in his range. Um, you know, very physical player, good impressed man. And I mean, I think Chicago really needs to do something with the secondary and add um, a corner or safety at some point because um, it's just kind of thin after um, Eddie Jackson and uh, Kyle Fuller. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't love. Damon Arnett, but I feel like of the corners that are left here, um, he's probably he's probably pretty high up there. Um, I think, like you said, Tyler, they're going to have to address corner and safety in this draft. Um, I think it'll be interesting with this pick because I don't necessarily think they're going to pick here. I think they might have to trade down to kind of stockpile more picks to fill more holes that they have. But It'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. And a team to keep an eye on to do that is the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are going to make yeah. a trade in this draft, and they're going to trade up. 
I think I might be misremembering, but I believe 2006 or 2009 was the last time the Saints didn't trade up in a draft. Dylan, would you trade up to 43 here to take Jalen Rager? If you were the Saints. Uh, That is interesting. Probably. you've already taken Kenneth Murray at 24. Um... I think so. I would personally. That'd be an awesome, an awesome get. Could you imagine having Jalen Raker, Michael Thomas, and Emmanuel Sanders? Be wild. With That's Alvin scary. Kamara in the background, <laughs> and Jared Cook at tight end. That's just unfair. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> um, speaking of Jalen Raker, I'm taking him at 44 to the Colts, um, yeah. which great for the Colts. They got to trade 13. And they still get Jordan Love and Jalen Rager. Aren't all great. This is a good draft to trade back, I think. That right. brings it back to me with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 45. 45? Yeah, 45. Um, they currently have still Ronald Jones at running back. Um, I don't hate Ronald Jones. But you're a team that now has Tom Brady. You've made it clear that you're looking to contend. And, you know, maybe Ronald Jones doesn't cut it as your feature back for a team that's trying to contend. So I'm going to go J.K. Dobbins here, who's my running back too. Um, I really like Dobbins' game. I think he has a very – I think like a lot of the running backs that are at the top of this class, he's he plays a very complete game. You know, good threat out of the backfield. Decent in pass pro. He's got good long speed, but he's also a good short-term runner. Um, just a player who I think I'm going to end up mocking higher than I think he might go just because I'm a big fan of his game. Um, I also hate him because I am a Michigan fan. So uh, <laughs> watching him go off you know, every year is disappointing. But uh, I, I really like his game. I think it's going to translate well to the NFL. And I think it's going to be the type of running back that Tom Brady generally has liked playing with throughout his career so far. And then that brings Josh to the Broncos pick at 46. Yeah, so we, uh, they got C.J. Henderson at 15, and uh, we've kind of linked Denver to be uh, getting receivers in the first round. They obviously missed out on the big three there. Um, I'm going to give them Brandon Ayuk here in round two. Great pick. Um, I am a lot higher on Ayuk than other people. I think he's my wide receiver five. He's up there for say. me. He's re- um, I'm a big, yeah, he's my big wide fan. receiver five, and I think he'll fit perfectly. Um, he's the perfect complement to me with uh, Cortland Sutton and Drew Locke gets more pieces. And Alex, I hate to say it, but that offense is looking really scary right now. Yeah, with with Brandon Ayuk, I'm a big fan of Brandon Ayuk too. I think he's my wide receiver six right now, um, but. Yeah, him, Cortland Sutton, if Noah Fant comes along, Drew Locke, that's that's an offense to be reckoned with for sure. Um, it, the AFC West is going to be really fun next year, I think. Oh, I think it's going to be so every, much fun. Every team is going to be in a position to contend, I think. Maybe not for the division title, because I think the Chiefs are probably still going to be far and away the best team in the division. But I think all four teams are going to be, in at least in the wild card picture this year. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun division to watch. Tyler, I already know yeah, where you're going yeah. with your next pick. You can just go ahead and say it. 47 of the Falcons. Yeah. 
Clyde Edwards Alaire, um, <laughs> running back LSU. Uh, I believe that's Dylan's RB2. Yeah. Yep, so Dylan's RB2 here to the Falcons. Um, Todd Gurley hasn't really been the bill of health. And, I mean, I like the move to bring him in, but you don't really know if that's long-term or not. And he's on a one-year deal. So I think bringing in Edwards Alaire, um, you know, gives him long-term stability at the position. But if Gurley sticks around, he's also good enough as a pass catcher to, you know, contribute on third down. So I think that would be a great fit there. This is giving me major uh, Devin White to the Buccaneers vibes. <laughs> Can I just say, what? I think it's I think it's so funny that the Falcons cut Devontae Freeman because he couldn't stay healthy, and then they immediately turned around and signed Tom Gurley, who also can't <laughs> stay healthy, to replace him. Like, how does that solve anything? <laughs> and, like, yeah, Todd Gurley's a better player than Devontae Freeman when healthy, but, like, come on. <laughs> Man, and the NFC South really does love drafting LSU players. They sure do. The, the only one I wasn't upset about was Dante Jackson to the Panthers because I hated Dante Jackson as, a, as an LSU fan. <laughs> he was god-awful at LSU, and for whatever reason, he decided to turn into one in the NFL. Thankfully. Thank, yeah, thankfully for y'all. But uh, yeah. he was I, – I, I absolutely hated Dante Jackson. Me and, like, everyone I was watching games was like, oh, God, Jackson's on him. This is an easy touchdown. And guess what? A lot of times it was. But he ran, he ran really fast at the combine, got drafted high, and decided to perform. Good for him. Good for him. Um, and for the Jets here, um, they went – who did they take in the first? They took Jerry Judy. Um the other option that they typically go there is Caleb on chase on. So I'm going to give them an edge player, and it's someone that I am definitely a lot higher on than a lot of people are. Um, so I'm going to give him Curtis Weaver here. I love Curtis Weaver, dude. Good, good. I like it. I, I like that you are. I'm a lot higher on Curtis Weaver than I think a lot of people are. Um, but I, I like him here. Um the edge, like, value is not very great in this draft um, after the top couple guys. No, um, not at all. But I feel like it, they're going to get taken high because there's not a ton that I, like, love and could be, like, immediate impacts. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take Curtis Weaver here out of Boise. Um, he's a player that produced a lot in college and I think has the opportunity to produce a lot in the NFL. Yeah. Sucks for him, though, that I have this in the Jets there. And, Alex, you go to the Steelers at 49. I sure do. Um, I The Steelers have been a team that I find hard to mock, I think generally just because I've been doing one-round mocks for the majority of the offseason, which means I don't have to think about what the Steelers need. Yeah. Um. So it's an interesting spot for them because I, there are a couple places where I feel like they might go, but all of them are really like long-term moves. You know, like they could take an offensive lineman, but that's kind of just because their offensive line is starting to age out a little bit. They could take a quarterback, but that's like a Ben Roethlisberger contingency plan. We saw this year that their options outside of Ben Roethlisberger are not the greatest. Um, but I'm going to go with an interior defensive lineman. Uh, here they lost Javon Hargrave in free agency, and I feel like they are gonna. They need a new nose tackle. And while this is someone who I don't 
I don't necessarily see as like a primary nose tackle in the NFL. I think that he's someone who can rotate in and out of that spot, but also serve as a rotational uh, end in that 3-4 system as well. And that's Justin Matabuke from Texas A&M. Um, lined up at nose tackle for Texas A&M a fair bit, but also lined up on the outside. Um, the Steelers like athletic players. I think that's like the worst kept secret in the NFL at this point. And so Matabuke is, you know, one of the more athletic defensive linemen in this class. I think that this is a natural fit for him. I think it's a natural fit for the Steelers. And I think it's a good value at this pick as well at 49. All right. And that brings Josh to the Bears at 50. So the Bears, they need offensive line help. But I'm not seeing a ton of offensive linemen that I love here. Um, the tackle position, at least for me, it kind of drops off significantly um, after Austin Jackson and Yang, who both went earlier in this round. So I'm going to go back to the secondary, and I'm going to go with a player that's getting a lot of buzz on Twitter this week, and that's Jeremy Chin um, from Southern Illinois. He's someone that we saw in Mobile, and he stood out a ton. Um, I don't love the Bears secondary, especially at the safety spot uh, next to Eddie Jackson. So I think Jeremy Chin, if he he's struggles a little bit in man coverage, um, but he was used a lot of different ways at Southern Illinois. I think that the Bears will find some way to use him. Um, and I also didn't want to give them Kyle Duggar just because I have way too much much respect for Kyle Duggar to give him to Chicago. <laughs> so we'll go Jeremy. Yeah, Chin. Josh, I thought about Chin for their first pick too, but. Um... I don't know if you guys saw that tweet from Matt Miller um, talking about the safeties in this class, and he said um, here from a GM that it's going to go Chin, um, Duggar, Delpit in that order off the board. Wild. Yeah, that was surprising to me. But um, that leaves me here with the Cowboys, and I'm going to take another safety in Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, the whole Cowboys – they're, the offseason moves they made are kind of a it's kind of a mess right now. And after they took Christian Fulton in the first round, I think we're going to add to the secondary. And um, you know they got a free safety already. Um, and Antoine Winfield can kind of also play free safety, but he can also play in the nickel or as a strong safety in the box. So I'm going to give him him here. And that brings me to the Rams pick. Um, and man, that is—it's an interesting one because they could go a lot of places. I feel. Um, hmm. I wish Jeremy Chin was still here. Over the course of like thirty-six hours, it feels like the Rams developed like eighteen holes on their roster. <laughs> um, I would give them Kyle Duggar here, but I feel like. They need more of a ball hawk. And I like Duggar more in a place where he'll get a lot of in-the-box action. Um, I agree. So I'm not going to go here. I'm, gonna get, I'm not going to go him here. Um, so that leads, brings me to linebacker. And I'm going to go a player that uh, I like a lot. He probably won't go this high, but probably could go in the second round. I'm going to go Akeem Davis-Gaither. I knew it. Yeah. And that sucks, but <laughs> I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. 
that's the one. I think, Tyler, are you are you on the Akeem Davis Gaither bandwagon with all of us? Um, he is my LB. I want to say six. He's behind Queen Murray, Harrison, and Willie Gay. Willie Gay is really four. good. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he's I mean, I like, I like him. Um, I got to meet him at the. Well, he was at the Senior Bowl too, but I also saw him at the New Orleans Bowl, and I talked to him for a little bit. Um, he's going to be really good. I got to yeah, I got to see him play in game and at the Senior Bowl. Um, yeah. I like him a lot. I like his game a lot. Um, yeah, I like him here. Um, but yeah, like you said, Malik Harrison and uh, Willie Gay are also really good. But I want to give I want to I want to I want to give the Rams. Uh, I'd rather go with Akeem than Gay here to the Rams because I feel like Gay is going to want to go to a place or should go to a place where he's going to be rushing a lot more. Um, and the Rams don't really need that. They need a, a coverage linebacker, and that's where I think you get the best of both worlds in Gaither because he he's a smaller guy, but he can cover and he can still rush. Um, yeah, for sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go Rams to where they can they can use him however they want. Yeah, I feel that. Um, that makes my pick with the Philadelphia Eagles a little bit more difficult here because uh, they need someone to play outside linebacker, and I I feel like all the I'm looking at the linebackers that are left on the board here, and all of them fit better as a as a Mike in my opinion. Uh, Troy Dye, Malik Harrison, even guys like. Jordan Brooks, um, and they really need an outside linebacker. I mean, there are two outside linebackers right now, are Nathan Jerry and Alex Singleton, uh, which is far from ideal in my mind. But uh, with linebacker kind of not really being a natural fit for them there, I think I'm going to go with Kyle Duggar from Lenore Ryan for the Eagles. Um, they let Malcolm Jenkins go back home, essentially, to New Orleans. Their starting strong safety right now is listed as Jalen Mills, which I'm pretty sure Eagle fans hate that guy. So <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they'll have any qualms with replacing him. Um, and I think Philadelphia is kind of one of those places, like Dylan was talking about the Rams pick, where he'd be able to play in the box a little bit more um, because Philadelphia is kind of weak at linebacker right now. Um, Getting Kyle Duggar to kind of play like a hybrid safety linebacker role for them, I think would work out really well. Um, I know Josh loves Duggar. He's basically he's basically banned on our podcast because otherwise Josh will talk about him for like twenty <laughs> minutes at a time. Yeah. Um, but this is a fit that I I think if this is the way that the board falls, I think this is probably the best fit left for the Eagles here. As someone that doesn't like the Eagles particularly, I'm upset. But this, like you said, this fit is pretty much perfect for them yeah and now I'm on the board with the Bills and I'm debating with myself here because for so long we've been mocking receivers to Buffalo um, they don't then need they to. traded for Stefan Diggs I still think receiver can be an option um, and the way the boards fall there's one that I think you know could be a choice here but I'm not going to go that direction um I think I'm going to go with a corner 
Mm. And I'm going to go with Cameron Dantzler here. Um, I like it. Uh, Tredavious White is one of the better corners in the league, but opposite of him, Levi Wallace is okay, but I think he's more of a corner three on a roster than anything. Cameron Dancer is someone that I've fallen in love with uh, over the few weeks. Both him and Terrell have ri- uh, rose on my boards. Um, big, big, long, rangy corner, 6'2", 190. Um, I think he will help solidify that back end in Buffalo. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, so for me here with the Ravens at uh, 55, we're going to go with Willie Gay. Um, him and Malik Harrison are the top linebackers on the board, and I actually have uh, Malik Harrison graded higher than Gay, but I feel like in the Ravens' defense, Gay would be a better fit. And he's kind of a, a wild card in this draft just because, you know, he really hasn't played that much. And – he has the suspension and off the field issues that people worry about, but he interviewed well, and I think his athleticism and physicality is just what the Ravens are looking for. Yeah, Gay is someone who I think is going to go a lot higher than people are expecting because, like you said, he just hasn't played that much. But he's hyper athletic, you know, all over the field all the time. Uh, someone who. I'm really excited to get to. All right, and then that leads me to the Dolphins the, with the pick they got from the Saints. And um, let's see. <laughs> Looking around. Um, this is a team. They can, Man, they could go so many places. <laughs> They've already gotten such a good draft. Um because they've, they've filled their needs at interior offensive line, Ed, running back, quarterback. Um, hmm. It's a little too high for me to go for Ezra Cleveland, who's a player I could see them taking. Um, for sure. But I'm going to go ahead and give them... Hmm... Man, this is this is a tough pick. Um, I'm looking around, looking around. I'm gonna go ahead and give them KJ Hamler out of Penn State. Um, Hamler's a good player. Um, has a lot of speed, um, and I feel like. It could be another fun little piece for that offense because um, they have a couple wide receivers that are not terrible on roster right now. But to get a little bit younger and uh, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him KJ Hamler. That's an interesting one, I think. So if we can we can look at this draft from Miami because they're done now. They get Tua, Kayla Vaughn, they get DeAndre Swift, they get Cesar Ruiz, and KJ Hamler. In the first two rounds, it's pretty good. Pretty good haul. <laughs> pretty, pretty great draft. Um, and Alex, still have like thirty picks to go. Yeah, I know it's insane. Yeah. And Alex, that brings you to Houston at fifty-seven. All right. So uh, we gave Houston Terrell Lewis earlier in this round, which means that their gaping hole at wide receiver that they've created for themselves 
for reasons that <laughs> still do not make sense to me or it literally just does not make any sense it's the worst trade it's i think it's the worst trade of all time it honestly it's, uh, it's up there it's up there i think it's up there for sure i think we we got to see how it plays out before we 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 go throwing around stuff like that but i think it's going to be i think it's going to end up up there um, i just want a trade to to overshadow um the Saints trade way back for Ricky Jackson. Ricky, yeah. Ricky um, Williams. I'm dumb. Yeah, Ricky Williams. I was, I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of the linebacker Ricky Jackson for the Saints, but no, oh, Ricky yeah. Williams. That Ricky Williams trade is just still absolutely absurd to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Bill O'Brien didn't have luck with the Clemson wide receiver that he had on the roster. Uh, traded him to Arizona for David Johnson and some picks. Maybe he'll have better luck with this Clemson wide receiver. That is T. Higgins. Um, pretty much the type of receiver that the Texans need at this point. Um, someone that's real big and couldn't go up and catch 50-50 balls. Uh, they have Will Fuller. They have Kenny Stills. They have Randall Cobb. Uh, you know, None of those names really do a lot for me personally. Um, I think Will Fuller, is, Will Fuller is a nice player when healthy, but I think he's probably no more than a wide receiver too generally. Um, in my mind, Kenny Stills is all right. He's been kind of up and down throughout his career. Randall Cobb is uh, on the back nine of his career, let's say, to be nice. Um, I think in few, I think adding T. Higgins there gives them that kind of dimension of verticality back that they lost by trading DeAndre Hopkins. And, well, Josh, you get to go Vikings again. I know, and I'm not... I'm not loving the board here um, the way that it's sitting. There are two players that I'm really looking at for the Vikings, and that's at receiver with Michael Pittman Jr. Travon Diggs. And then it's at corner. It's not Travon Diggs. Um, It doesn't even make any sense anymore. (laughs) No, it doesn't. That's the thing. It's like even if he was like my best corner available, um, which he's not, but if he was – they still wouldn't draft him because like, Bridges kind of no ch- There's no chance that Diggs goes to the Vikings. Yeah, zero. He could, he could be there in the seventh round, and they would not take him. <laughs> the, they'll do is they will trade their pick to Buffalo, and Buffalo can have him. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but, but I'm debating here, and I'm going to go with um, Bryce Hall, corner out of Virginia, who I think – would be talked about a little bit more if he didn't have the injury concerns. I'm a big Bryce Hall fan. And I am too. Um, he's 6'1", 200 pounds, so he's got the length that uh, Mike Zimmer likes in his corners. He plays with a little bit of physical edge. He's not the most athletic or fast guy, um, but I think the Vikings are in desperate need of getting a corner in this draft, and I think Hall's the best one available, and I don't even think it's particularly close. Man, I'm Dylan, looking. Are you aware of Josh and I's uh, bet on Bryce Hall? No. We did an over/under segment on our show. It's the last episode that came out, so go back and I've listen to it. I've not been able to listen to it yet. Dylan and everyone else. That's why I would um, not have. <laughs> that's why I haven't heard of it yet. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did an over/under segment. We we did a couple prop bets on the draft, and our our bet on Bryce Hall was over/under sixty-four and a half for his draft position, and I took the over. As in, he's gonna go day two or, or day round three or later, and Josh took the under for round two or before. So I am a Bryce Hall fan, and I'm taking the over. 
Yeah, I, yeah, see, I really like it. I think that there's a lot of teams in the... You're going to have to write an article about Trevon Diggs, Josh. I am going to have to write an article about Trevon Diggs, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> How much I just you think there's him? a lot of teams that need corners where I think someone is going to see what he can be fully healthy and take him. Man, I just saw what pick lined up for the Baltimore Ravens at, at 60, and I cannot be more excited. Well, we have to talk yeah, about. Okay. But we have to talk about Tyler's first. pick next, and that is so the at, Seattle Seahawks at fifty-nine. Yeah, so we went with Jonah Jackson, uh, guard from Ohio State. Um, the guard class here is just kind of weird, and I think Jonah is right here. He's a third interior offensive lineman off the board, and he's the first guard. Um, so naturally, that's just going to push him up boards, just because he's he's, probably, he's my best available guard at this point, and I think he. He's going to slide in there very nicely um, on the inside of that line, and they need some help desperately. All right, and then, yeah, I, I like Jonah Jackson. The, the, it's, man, the guard class is so interesting. I think it goes it, it goes Cush and then Cesar Ruiz and then everybody else. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, I and I don't hate Jonah Jackson, but... Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I like Robert Hunt a lot, but I, I like him. Yeah. I want to. I want him to go somewhere that he'll get used everywhere on the line, which is what he deserves. What what he needs because he can play anywhere. Um. So. Uh, For sure. All right. What's this perfect fit the lined up that you want to talk about, Dylan? Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so this lined up perfectly because I took Jonathan Taylor in round one, going BPA with hopes that there's going to be a linebacker later. And Malik Harrison has fallen to 60 for the Baltimore Ravens to take. And I think a Jonathan Taylor, Malik Harrison, one-two punch, like the round one, round two, would be a perfect scenario for the Ravens. And I'm just happy it worked out. <laughs> I'm a big Malik fan. Malik Harrison and Willie Gay in that linebacking car would really, really give them the boost they're looking for. I am a big fan of Malik Harrison. He, he really turned the corner. Uh, later in his uh, in his Ohio State career, and he looks he looks really good. He's super physical. Um, he's a great tackler. He could get a little bit better at um, at coverage, but I definitely have him as a Mike. I have him going to the Baltimore Ravens. All right, that brings me to my last pick of this mock. Um, we're back to the Tennessee Titans. This is pick 61. Um, I think I'm going to go with BPA here, which is also a need for the Titans that they kind of addressed, but probably not well enough for any of our likings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's edge rusher. I'm going to take Josh Uche from Michigan. Um, like I said, best player available on my board. I think that he is someone who you can use as a 3-4 edge rusher or as just like a coverage linebacker as well. I think his coverage skills are good enough that uh, he can thrive in that sort of role. The Titans signed Vic Beasley to a one-year deal to uh, rush the passer on the opposite side of Harold Landry. But I don't think that's going to be enough for them. And I think if they if they want to be back in the, the AFC title picture like they were this year um, – even with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, I think they're going to need to beef up that defensive line, and I think Josh Uche is a good way to do it, like I said. I'm back up on the clock with the Packers. 
and there's a couple different directions that I could go here. Uh, they need interior defensive line, but I don't kicker. love a lot of the guys that are on the board right now. Um, I'm not as high on Marlon Davidson as a lot of people seem to be. Um, and then everyone else is kind of more of like a round three, uh, round four targets for me. So I'm going to go back to the offensive side of the ball and take the first tight end, and I'm going to go with Cole Met. Um, obviously, Jimmy Graham's no longer in uh, Green Bay. They have Mercedes Lewis and Jay Sternberger, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jay Sternberger. And I like Jay Sternberger, but I think you want to get a difference maker in the vertical pass game. Uh, Cole Met is one of the better, if not the best, tight end at doing that in this class. So... I don't like giving the Green Bay Packers a bunch of offensive weapons for Rodgers, but that's what they need, and that's the way the board fell for them. Fair enough. Yeah, so here um, with the Chiefs, it's, you know, they went Iguanagini in the first round, and it kind of just, it's, there's a lot of different options they could go here, and um, looking at it, I think I'm going to go with Cam Akers here, just because they've kind of always had this, you know, in and out inconsistency inconsistency at running back and I think you know even though I'm not as high on acres as some other people are um I think you know just adding another weapon to that offense would be huge for them yeah and um yep. Tyler Kansas City 63 that's what you just picked yeah. oh no I'm so dumb <laughs> I'm listen. I'm going. Made, I'm yeah. going crazy. Um, right. And then so that leaves me with the last pick of the draft. Um, Seattle Seahawks. So far, they have gotten. Um, they got uh, Yetrigros Matos and uh, Jonah Jackson. Um, so a good draft for them so far. Um, I. Huh. Where should I where should I go here? I'm gonna go and take my second running back of the draft. Uh, um, did I take? I don't know if I took another running back. Honestly, listen, I'm going crazy, people. I'm taking Zach Moss from Utah. Um, they have had a lot of health concerns in that in that backfield, um, and I'm gonna give them another <laughs> injury prone <laughs> running back, and I'm gonna give him Zach Moss because he just feels like a player that they would like. It wouldn't be a mock without Seattle taking an injury-plagued uh, position player. Honestly, I think Zach Moss yeah. would be the best running back in their in their oh, yeah, room right so. now, but he's also super hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um I That's and I feel I, I feel like he he I feel like he's going to have a good career. He just needs to stay healthy. So maybe Seattle's not the best place for him to go, but I feel like that's just a, a pick they would take. And then that rounds out our draft. Yeah. Y'all, y'all happy with how definitely it definitely got interesting at points, but I think overall pretty solid. I just yeah. love hearing and seeing different perspectives. Yeah, that's my favorite part about about yeah. mock drafts, and you get four yeah. people in here for a live mock draft. It's pretty fun. Yeah, that's um, good. yeah, a lot fun. of a lot of m- m- spur of the moment picks, um, but I yeah, I, I like how this 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 turned out. Um, and so, yeah, that does it. Uh, this is a little bit of a longer episode, but obviously that's going to happen when we have a two-round mock draft. Um, but, yeah, so you can, like I said, you can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. You can listen to me here every week 
um, every episode, a couple times every week. Um, but then, if you like Josh and Alex, you can listen to them on their show, the Whole Nine Draft Podcast. You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex Katz, and you can find Josh on Twitter at Josh Berg. Is, is it zero six one one? It is. Good job. There we go. I'm learning. Uh, <laughs> I just I didn't have it pulled up in front of me. Um, and then you can find um, Tyler on Twitter at jo- uh, Tyler at I was about to say at Josh Briggs <laughs> again, at Tyler Haberski, um, where you can listen to him talk about the Panthers. And we're of course all part of WNS. I know Tyler's also part of uh, the Panthers Brawl. Which is the 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 Brawl Network Panthers website? Yeah, so if anyone's a Panthers fan out there, definitely go check that out. I don't I don't think there are very many of them, <laughs> <laughs> especially not listening to us. Because um, I know we have a lot of Saints fans, Saints fans that listen to us, so they're gonna go out of their way to avoid the Panthers. Nah, I'm joking because y'all y'all have uh, good old Teddy Two Gloves. Love right. that pickup. Oh, that's true. And the NFC South is going to be super interesting. It's going to be yeah. fun. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah, and then there's I'm Atlanta. I'm excited football, but I'm ready. Dude, I'm, I'm ready. so ready for football. I'm so ready for the draft. I'm so ready for just this whole thing to be over with. <laughs> but it's not anytime soon. Just give me the content. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, go talk to all of us on Twitter. And give us something to do during the uh, during the quarantine. All right, bye. Bye.